What's going on, everybody? Paul Hickey here. Welcome to the Basketball Card Strategy Show, episode 10, with my best basketball friend, Gary from Hoops and Cards. What's up, Gary? What's up, Paul? Great to see you, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing really well. I uh, I got a lot to talk to you about today. I'm really excited to do another Basketball Card Strategy Show episode. But first, I have a major, major, major question for everybody, and that is... Why vault your cards with the original marketplace? Because the eBay vault isn't just a way to protect what you collect. It's a new way to trade. Not only have your cards never been safer, thanks to our secure climate-controlled facility, but you're also locking in real savings. You pay no sales tax when you ship to or transact within the vault, and there are no storage fees for two years. Now, just imagine everything you can do with all that money. And with the eBay Vault's seamless in-app experience, you can track, buy, and sell your cards in real time. From listing your cards in seconds with eBay Collection to tracking trends with eBay Price Guide, managing your collection is more seamless than ever before. That's right. The eBay Vault. Buy, sell, secure. My friend, Gary. It was so good, Paul. What do you think great, about that? Would you, ever, would you ever vault your cards? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. What uh, what what are some strategic thoughts you've had around maybe cards that you would vault? Because I know you like to go to card shows and mm -hmm. pick up stuff and make plays that way, which I which I love, and I'm looking forward to being able to do that more in a couple of weeks when I move back to the U.S. But uh, what are you mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts on a vault service? Uh, I have not personally used one. I've done research on them, and it looks like eBay has a um. Am I right that it's only cards $250 or higher right now, right? Yeah, it's um I think you're right and I think that's because um they all of the cards are already covered by their authenticity guarantee and so I think it has something to do with uh, the price point of the authenticity guarantee. So you're right. It's it's card and it's and I was writing some content for this partnership with eBay and their their um marketing department that I was working with told me that they don't uh they don't accept raw cards yet which um so it's only basically graded cards that are that have gone through the authenticity guarantee when whereas say, WCC you can it can be anything well and when you say yet I I mean I I heard recently that they will eventually do raw cards on the eBay vault is that right and they'll have I, their own grading system sort of like Starstock did with Starstock A, B, and C for ranking a condition of a raw. I think they definitely should. I mean, that yeah, would. Yeah. I think that would potentially blow all the other vault services out of the water. I'm not impressed with the collector's vault. Um, <clears throat> I've got three cards in the collector's vault. I figured I would try it out because PSA will, um, after they grade your card, they'll they'll put it in your collector's vault for free. Mm -hmm. which is great but then there's limitations on what they will accept and there's limitations on when they'll send it back to you without a penalty like it was it was literally like you had to wait 90 days to get it shipped back to you or to somebody else mm. or you would have to pay some kind of like 20 percent of the value of the card or something like ridiculous so now i'm i'm stuck with three of my three of my more valuable cards in the collector's vault until that time limit expires and then i'm just going to ship them back to myself because i just don't i'm not going to use that again yeah um, i feel like the better deal on vaults 
and and when I will actually jump in is when I can reduce any fees or there's no cost like storage fees or yeah yeah when they'll when they'll accept cards yeah. a little bit lesser value than 250 I mean I I'm still budget guy right I don't have a lot of cards that are worth more than 250 a piece so right. if I did if I had cards over $1000 I'd want them vaulted somewhere uh you know and at the same time like you said having them shipped to you you do as a fan and a collector I do want to hold them once in a while <laughs> I want to look at the cards and um, sometimes there's a selling opportunity at a show or at a shop that I might miss out on by having it, you know, somewhere in wherever the vaults are. You know? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you need, you need to be, well, what I do like about PWCC is that you do have, they do move fast and you can be set up to sell fast. You can list your card wherever and then, cause you can ship it to whoever you want. So they've done a really yeah. good job with that. eBay, I think could beat them when they implement the ability to essentially submit any card or buy any card on eBay and then have them hold it for you. I think that's actually the, the real differentiator with eBay is going to come when I can just buy any card on eBay and then just on the shipping screen when I'm checking out, mm -hmm. just, have it, just have it say, put it in my eBay vault because then that saves me money on the shipping and it saves or it saves the seller money on the money on the shipping, which it, it probably saves me a little bit of money on the purchase. And then if I sell it to somebody else on eBay who has an eBay vault, then it's gonna it's gonna continually save us money as long as that person right. is okay holding it in their vault and it's gonna make the transactions quicker. So I that's what I like about the eBay vault. They're not quite there yet, but yeah, to your point, they could be soon. So, um, hey, there's one more thing I wanted to let everybody know about, and that is you can go premium free for a year at nooffseason.com. Just email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how. And Gary, the reason why people would want to go premium is because we've got these basketball card rankings, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. at the basketball card rankings at nooffseason.com, uh, let's just let's start talking about that. So Let's do um, it. I've asked you to help me because I've found it um I've found it challenging to keep these updated during the basketball season. Um so I'm I'm calling in help from you on basketball ra card rankings. I'm calling in uh Kendall for help on baseball and soccer and I'm calling in uh, help from Andy on football because all the sports are happening all at once. So we're a little busy over here. We've got the <laughs> World Cup right now. Right. And we've got the NBA season and the NFL season and the World Series just happened. So all these different things happening at once. NFL obviously is coming down to the to the playoffs. Um, I am 11 and 0, by the way, in our content creator. Dude, yeah. You and I and Andy. You're doing well, nice too. Nice job. Though. I think I'm 7 and 4. I think you're in second so, place. I didn't, so. I didn't manage the bye weeks real well. So, But it's Good been a lot of fun. Yeah, you're doing great in that. I'm, I'm I'm impressed with your fantasy football skills. So. <laughs> Thanks. Good work, man. But back to basketball. So the rankings at nooffseason.com, when you click into a player's uh, profile, if you <clears throat> are a premium member, you get to see all of the card data for the cards that we have selected as their top cards to consider investing in. And then there is not only the reward and the risk, which you get, for free, but when you upgrade, um, you get the current opportunity, the top card sales data of the cards that we recommend that you invest in. 
and then you get the play, which sometimes the play would be something like, uh, it might say, um, the, one of the cards above is, is something you should buy now, but mm. it also tells you, um, when we think would be a good time to be prepared to sell that player. And it also tells you like sometimes in many cases, um, like with Giannis, um, we'll say stuff like, Hey, you know, he's, he's definitely not cheap. So if you're not going to spend, you know, $1,500 on an auto, you, what mm -hmm. you might want to do is buy XYZ card raw at a show, look to have it graded, that kind of a thing. So we're, we're not just looking at the play in relation to the cards of the, of the data that we're tracking in the site, but we're looking at the play, you know, sometimes it might be like a low, low priced silver prism uh, base that we think if you can find a good copy that looks like it would gem uh, that there's a huge opportunity to, to flip a raw into a P you know, flip to make a turn a raw into a PSA 10 and flip it, those kinds of things. So, um, so if you email me at Paul at nooffseason.com, everybody, I'll get you a year for free of the premium version. So you can get all this information. And uh, if you already are a member, I'll hook you up with something different. I'll take care of you. Um, but Gary, you DM'd me on Instagram and you were like, Hey man, I'm looking at the rank. I'm ready to talk about them. So yeah, yeah. I'll let you have the floor here. Like, let's talk about the rankings. What are you seeing here? You can go, you can go top to bottom, or you can just go random things that you see that you let's start with stuff that you agree with. Um, and then, and then you can segue into some stuff that you disagree with that you think I should update. All right. Uh, yeah, Paul, things I agree with. I'm glad you have it on the screen there. Uh, those top three guys, I think, are still pretty solid. Uh, we had an episode at Hoops and Cards a few days ago where I talked about five buys. And I ended up doing, usually I do one list of five buys that are current. I wound up doing five legacy buys, like long-term, great, you know, awesome players that I think are safer picks. And Giannis was number one on that list. So, uh Giannis deserves to be. I think he's the front runner for MVP. I um I think a lot of the other talk based on guys having uh big stats and hype and like Luca hasn't won it yet. I get that, but it's it's too early to put someone who hasn't had uh leadership on a winning team like an impactful season, other than maybe a Giannis or someone that's just going crazy like Embiid is right now. Uh, you know. All that to say, Giannis is the guy I've been buying when it comes to a uh, potential goat. And uh, I've done what you said a couple times. I bought raw cards at a show where I can see them and see how centered they are or like rotate the card in the light and see if there's any scratches or specks or dimples or smudge. Like that stuff all matters to whatever grading company you're sending it in. So I can see a raw card in person. I can't see a raw card on eBay. Uh, sometimes yeah, you can ask somebody impossible. for extra pictures, but I, I bought several Giannis's and had them graded and I've gotten at least a nine on every one. And, and here's my dilemma then Paul is like, I see him as a long-term guy. And at the same time I could, I could resell today and say, I made some money on it. So I think it, it, when you sell is up to you. Like, I love that your, your rankings give a, a play or a specific, specific card that usually is a, um, you know, not the garden variety, everybody's buying base or silver prisms. Like you give us some specific uh, target cards. I, I like that a lot. But Giannis would, uh, he's a safe number one pick. He's also a great um, short or long-term pick. I mean, I think he's hes showing off more what he can do 
uh, all around with Chris Middleton still out and the Bucks still being as amazing as they are. Obviously going to win, you know, going to be in the all-star game again, going to be one of the MVP finalists, possibly, you know, I still see the Bucks as the probable winner in the East. So sorry, Boston. I just, I just, yeah, I would go with Giannis. I also was thrilled, you know, when I look at your list, uh, the other two guys have had some iffy moments in the last month. Uh, Ja has been out several times, but he came back with a vengeance and a fire last night, 34 points, you know, uh, seven assists, six rebounds. He looks like a superstar. You know, I th- uh, it was one of those where at one moment he was listed as out indefinitely. And it was like, crap, everybody's getting injured. You know, Desmond Bain, Damian Lillard's out again. Um, my man, Tyrese Maxey, like, what am I going to do with all these Maxies? Uh, three or four weeks, he's out. You know, there's there's been injuries and Ja was a big one, but it's great to see him back. And I still think he's the number one uh, attraction, like the most fun player to watch in the NBA, if you can say that. Um, and Edwards has stepped up his game. He stopped complaining about, you know, uh, how how slow it is having two centers on the court and little spats in the media with Carl Anthony Towns. So I like I like your top three. I I uh, I think it helps to clarify which one is a better buy for which purpose because I think Ja has more upside uh, in the next year than the other two do. Okay. Because I think I see Memphis as a deep playoff run and Ja. Um, I don't know why his cards uh, are still so affordable. So. Yeah, he's still Ja. He's still yeah. Ja, and these little things will happen. Do you th- do you think the basketball card market is starting to reflect the football card market a little bit? Based based on that last statement, like with if are you seeing things drop based on like week week by week injuries and performances where you're yes. saying yes. still okay yeah and that's that's good I mean that's that's a healthy thing sometimes when a guy is in fact I talked about this I did another list this week of best five buys of injured guys like right yep. now you might get a little dip on a player that that was on his way way up like Desmond Bain cards. There's a pause in the market now for a few weeks, and there's a good buying opportunity for him. I bought a Tyrese Maxi autograph uh, card on eBay a couple of days ago at a price like uh, less than thirty percent off of what it was before his injury. Yeah, like, I'm it's a still Tyrese Maxi. Like, um, that's super smart of you. I'm a huge fan of that strategy. And a guy on this row right here, we're looking at Luca, Lamelo, and Steph Curry as the next three in my rankings. Lamelo was that guy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to shout from the rooftops uh, earlier on this season when he was out with the ankle injury, um, that that was a great buying opportunity for him. Uh, he obviously came back, looked great, and then rolled it again on a fan's <laughs> foot. Which I saw that. Um, but I still think LaMelo is, is LaMelo. And we're going to, you know, we'll talk about Cade Cunningham here in, in a few minutes because I'm, I'm sure if you guys are listening, you're probably screaming Cade Cunningham into uh-huh. the, you know, at us right now. Um, but, uh, we're going to talk about Cade, but I think LaMelo and Maxi and Cade all fit that, uh, that little pocket that you're talking about there of buying players that are injured. I'm not sure. I didn't, I apologize. I haven't listened yet, um, to the episode. Oh, no worries. Could be a a spoiler alert. Well, and you were the, were the, were those names on your list? Uh, which guys, the injured guys, Cade and, and, and I know Maxi probably was Cade, Cade and Maxi were on my top five of injured buys. Yeah. Okay. Cade, if you're willing to hold on for a while. And I would say even wait a few weeks before buying Cade because yeah. Yeah. But, but I would say people need to to, like, see the, like, I I think like maybe people aren't as in tuned as our audiences. And so maybe people still want what, want what they paid for, for Cade before his prices start to drop. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Reality is going to have to set in. Uh, I, I, you mentioned I could push back on some of your rankings and yeah, I, go for it. I want to uh, clarify before I do that, that I, uh, I tend to gravitate towards players that uh, I tend, I tend to move players up slightly or down slightly based on where I think their team projects for the playoffs, because I see playoffs as Love being that. a huge reselling opportunity. And if a team, if a player is going to miss the playoffs, especially if he's you know a young guy like like Cade who who now like a week ago we could have said hey he might be an all-star in his second year and he's got a good young core assembling around him with Ivy and and uh, Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart and all those guys uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody Paul you're the Pistons dude you're supposed to say yeah what about yeah what about like Marvin Bagley Duren, basically there you go the next name yeah Okay. On my list, anyway, you didn't say Victor Wembanyama, but he, uh, but <laughs> you, you, you I'm would be like backflips. I bet if Although, um, before we before we leave the show, I'm going to give <laughs> my take on Victor on where I have a I have a hot take, and I'll save it for the end of the show on where I think who who I think is going to have the number one pick and take Victor Wembanyama. Well, we'll okay. save it. For okay. So speaking of number going. one picks, C.J. Stroud is going to have a big game this weekend and dominate Michigan, leading the Buckeyes to yes, the Yes, he is. Let's <laughs> oh, you're for that. You're, I thought you would be against that. <laughs> no, no. I'm a Michigan uh, State, Buckeyes. Michigan okay. State alum, so awesome. I, I hate everything Mich- U of M. Man, we just oh. became much better friends, Paul. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so I, I personally had moved or would move LaMelo and Cade both down because of the injuries, but also because they're on teams that aren't going anywhere this season. And it's not their faults. It's really not. Detroit's going to need some time. And uh, Charlotte's got to figure out what do we do with the, the the Miles Bridges loss. I mean, P.J. Washington will have one awesome game in the next four. He looks like he doesn't even belong. So I don't – I would move LaMelo down slightly and Cade down slightly. And then also – I've thought, well, maybe I'm off base because their names are so big and people know their potential and they're they're incredible all-around players. They've proven that they belong leading a team at this level and handling the face of the franchise thing. So I, it would not surprise me if you would say, yeah, but <laughs> everybody knows who they are and they're worth investing in long term. Totally, totally agree. So I'm, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. my bias would be on all-star and playoffs, which I don't think they're going to get this year. That's what I like about checking in with you on this because um the basketball card market we we said this a minute ago is moving more like the football card market and what we mean by that is like week by week reactions <laughs> which i agree with gary like it's a positive thing because you have um more action and more opportunity and that's what we all like and so and it's good for the market good for the hobby so um, because of that, I do think you're right in that we need to take in more consideration with our rankings or at least clarify, be consistent across the board. If we're going to rank players, we need to rank them all based on the same timeline um, or at least clarify that. So I think that's yeah. an improvement to the rankings. So Luca stuff you think are okay generally in these spots or what about LaMelo you'd move down? What about Luca and stuff? <laughs> I think they're fine. Uh, I just... Again, I, in all these conversations, I, it's hard for me to remove the Gary, like the personal fan in me, but uh, I, I would move Steph up as far as I could. I, I don't love that he beat the Cavaliers, what, three times in, out of four, uh, but he's on. He's amazing. He's The things he's doing are historic again, and um, that's another thing I've been emphasizing on Hoops and Cards lately is to try to project or think, think what cards 
we can talk about what cards went up last week or two weeks ago. And, you know, some sports card uh, shows are awesome at that, telling us what just happened. But we have to think through, okay, what what next breakthrough, what new opportunities, what firsts are ahead for a guy? And uh, sometimes that's a new first-time all-star, first-time playoff run, um, breaking a big record like LeBron with the scoring title. Uh, sometimes it's a guy just continuing to perform at such a high level that we just say, wow, and we're in awe. And I feel like we're there with Steph already this season. Like he, he's yeah, just awesome. 50 yeah. and a loss. Yeah, I mean, he's just, yeah. he's going to do it. He's going to keep doing that. And it's hard to move Luca out of the top five. I feel it is like. just so. Then speaking of the fan in you, we've still got Darius Garland at number seven. Some people probably need to challenge us on that. Let us know what you think. I move Zion up into the top ten, and then Trey Young sitting at number nine. What's uh, what's your take on these this row here? It you know as a if I can remove the fan hat and the three Darius Garland jerseys I have in my closet. I'm still seeing a young superstar in the beginning of writing his story. And, you know, the week that everybody went crazy about SGA having 42 and making a game winner, I was at the game where Darius had 51 against the T-Wolves. The two nights, two nights later, he had 42. Like, this, this kid isn't just an all-star, like, happy shooting three. Like, he's a dynamic, explosive scorer. <laughs> and uh, the sky's the limit for what he and Donovan Mitchell are going to do. So I, I think... I think that coupled with how how uh, how cheap Garland's cards still are keeps him in the top ten. Uh, you know, I, on some lists I would put him in the top five. I, I think he's a fantastic buy, and I'm also there on Zion. I think after a month we have to say he's he's healthy enough. He's figured it out how to play in this. It'll be fun to watch the Pelicans come together even more over the next couple months. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm back in. I don't see Zion as a risk like he was maybe a month ago. So I, I like him there. Uh, the, the question I had for you in the top 10, honestly, was at this point, where is Shea Gilgis Alexander? And you have him 25th. I would move him up. And, and here's the here's the, the change for SGA has been uh, his team, the Oklahoma City, even though Holmgren is down and they, they know what it's like to tank and get draft picks or to have young talent and just let them play and get the experience. This year, they're actually trying to win games. And they're changing their lineup from game to game. They're letting SGA run the offense, and he's averaging 32 a night. Uh, I think for him, that is the new the new frontier. And he's starting to get talk for like player of the month or on the MVP, you know, list that people are talking about. I like SGA as um now instead of a month from now when everybody's talking about him. I think now is the time to buy. Or maybe last okay. week. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great. Great topic. Let's let's kind of go there. So we have I did move up SGA to 24. He was actually like maybe not even in the top 50 before mm -hmm. that because of the reason that you stated a minute ago with uh guys that are on basically horrible teams. Um right, sorry, right. SGA is 25th. So because <clears throat> I guess I have a couple concerns. So Kendall's mentioned SGA as a buy on the sports card strategy show as well. And I think there's two paths for SGA. Um, well, now there's three actually. <laughs> so <laughs> one path would be the one that you just described, which it's refreshing to hear your take on it because I feel like if, if you think 
that he's headed down a road to success, not only personally in Oklahoma City, but also as yes. a franchise in Oklahoma City. That's yeah. the best path for investors. If you believe as an investor, and I would love to hear thoughts from the audience on this, so definitely drop us a comment, what you think on SGA. Because it seems like Gary, Kendall, other people that I respect are saying SGA looks like the real deal and it looks like he could help OKC be the real deal, which I I, I totally agree that that's a legitimate possibility. Um, my concern would be if OKC isn't in playoff contention, but like serious playoff contention, like not just play in. I think if they're in play in contention by the by the trade deadline. I think that that's different than being in like sixth place or fifth place because yeah, if you're in if you're in fifth or sixth place, then I think you're in serious playoff contention. Whereas if you're in like tenth place, you're actually still in Wembenyama sweepstakes contention. And so then I think that and this is a franchise that's been known to make the decision at that point in time whether they're going to tank or whether they're going to whether they're going to try to build. Now. What this leads me to say is the second likely possibility is that they still could trade him. Do I think it makes sense for them to trade him? No, because no. he's on the same <clears throat> timeline as Chet and whoever they pick. And, you know, their first round pick from this year, who's already playing well. Uh, and then, of course, Giddy from last year, last year's first round pick. Um, so I think, you know, you've got this young core where where SGA is on that same timeline. I don't know that there's any other player that would make sense for them to acquire. And and they sure as hell shouldn't go out and get more picks because they already have enough. <laughs> right. So I, I think that that I'm talking myself into your path, which is him being successful in OKC. Mm -hmm. I like that more than the trade. Although if you're gonna if you're gonna buy SGA cards, that is a bit of a hedge because if he is traded, we all see we all see the trade bump as well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, the third path is that if you so if you believe that if you believe in either of the first two paths, you should buy SGA now, and I totally agree with you. But if you believe the third path, which is they don't trade him and they're still mediocre, then that actually does nothing for his card value. But then with Chet coming back next year and with another mm -hmm. high draft pick, potentially Wembenyama, then is there another bump? I think what I just did here, Gary, is live Convince on the yourself show. To go, off myself to go buy some SGA, man. SGA. Yeah, I think yeah. I do need to move him up in the rankings. Well, and in, in real time, I mean, think, think about this. He, he's been in Oklahoma City for several years and watched them tank and draft young players give them a chance to play and, and flex a little bit. Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, Darius Baisley, and now Chet Holmgren. And, you know, the, the guys they brought in are, are young and talented, but so raw. And their timeline, uh, I believe it was, once we get that that top two pick, Chet Holmgren, let's go. Let's let's do the best we can. Let's surround, the, let's add some veterans to that lineup. Let's let's trade for some, some pieces, parts to help that team uh, excel and contend right away with Chet Holmgren, SGA, and Josh Giddy. And then Holmgren goes down, and, and I think I think in real time it would not shock me if behind the scenes Shea Gilgis Alexander or his agent or just the, the the smarter version of their GM says we can't keep tanking 
when we're sitting on one of the best players, the the best young talents in the NBA, and that's what he is. He he could yeah. he could easily be saying to them behind the scenes, "Look, guys, I'm sorry that Chet got hurt. We cannot suck for one more season. I I have yeah. to spread my wings and fly. I can't stay here and watch us." raise up uh you know undeveloped players that keep getting injured and we never contend and i'm stuck in oklahoma like he's he is a, i don't know if you've seen much of his social media like sga is uh unselfish as a player and he seems very mature and humble and at the same time he also uh gets the world of like uh marketing and branding and his image and all that stuff and and like it's hard to develop that when you're on a crap team in oklahoma city for another year and some kid that you barely know gets injured and, and you know, it looks like you could tank again. I think it wouldn't surprise me if SGA sa- said enough, guys, you, you got to we got to win. We got to go for it. They, they've shut him down and shut other players down in midseason because they had been tanking for Chet like they had they had wanted to position themselves right to add that yeah. other young talent. So I'm 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 super high on SGA, as you could tell, um, I think. The other reason, just like Darius Garland, they're they're card bargains. Um, yeah. I think there's some great opportunities in him. Here's the other thing. Like, so Jalen Williams is the guy that I was thinking of. Um, they have two Jalen Williamses there, I believe. First round and second round Jalen Williamses. But they've mm-hmm. got like so another thing about SGA, and this kind of goes to the the statement is gonna apply to the guy next to him in our rankings, Tyrese Halliburton. I can't change the card market. The card market is what the card market is. And so at nooffseason.com, we have to we have to make bold predictions to be valuable, which is what Gary was alluding to earlier. You, we can't just go with the status quo. We have to come out and we have to say, um, here's what we think is going to happen um, in addition to what has happened. And that's what we do. Um, Gary does it on Hoops and Cards and, and his his podcast, Hoops and Cards, and his website, hoopsandcards.com. He does a great job of that. That's why Gary and I are such good friends and we have the we do a lot of content together because we agree that we can't just talk about what has right. happened. Um, and I like the way you said that. Other <laughs> other other content creators do a great job of sure. that. Yeah. Um, and 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 then there is a place, there is a place for that content. We but Oh, I listen to it all the time. Like I, yeah. I need that. I digest it like it's breakfast because uh, I, I do want to stay up on where we've been, but it also helps me think through. All right, what's next? You know, and I like to be like bold and say Cam Thomas this and Zaire Williams that. And so the downside <laughs> of that is that I sometimes miss guys like SGA and Halliburton, who actually the market prefers. And so what I need to do is check myself and say, okay. I've moved those guys up into the top 30, but it, but like SGA is certainly one that needs to move up further um, based just based on the fact that the market buys him. He is liquid. Yep. And so yep. even if it's a lower level SGA card, you see on Sports Card Investor app and on Market Movers, those cards move all the time. And so if those are cards that move, that means that there's plays to be made there. We don't necessarily want our subscribers waiting around for years for things to happen hmm. um and so we've got to have a good balance of that so i think with sga that's a good that's a good example i'm glad you called that out and like i said i did move him up. i was really down on him but hmm. um hmm. so i did move him up but i think he's he's somebody that needs to move up even further so um let's skip to any other notes you have here on my rankings i know you said you studied them i appreciate that yeah. what else do we need to change uh, well, th- I made a list of guys I would move up and I didn't say how much, but I can just run through okay. those real quick. And then guys, I might move down. Okay. Uh, 
Donovan Mitchell at 21, I would I would move up in some way. Okay. Uh, playing like an MVP. I think the Cavs, once they kind of got over that rough road trip, it was their first time out West and they were dealing with a couple of injuries and all that stuff. But Donovan Mitchell has been awesome. And, and some of it's just watching guys that can, that basically can get on sports centers, top 10 plays like guys that can make big shots at the end of games. And he's been a, 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 a you know, it's been amazing how he's fit in. Cause he is a superstar averaging 30 plus a game and yet acts like he's been best friends with, you know, Chetty Osman and, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen since five years ago. Like he's just fit right in. I'm going to the Cavs game tonight, by the way, uh, somewhat to see the Cavs and somewhat to scout out uh, another guy on my list, Anthony Simons. Uh, he's he's uh, <laughs> He's your on guy. Fire you right talk about too. him a lot. He is yeah. on fire. Um, but Donovan Mitchell, I'd move up. Shea Gilgis, we talked about. Uh, Desmond Bain at 27. He is... Uh, this is an interesting play because he's he's out for a couple more weeks, I think. But he was he was one of those most improved candidates already, like moving his last year's performance of 17, 18 a game to now 26 a game. And he can run the offense. He's not just catch and shoot guy. He can do everything. And uh, I saw his cards start to respond to that. It was frustrating because I was putting cards in my watch list of Desmond Bain, Silver, or Desmond Bain, Optic Hollow, and you know, eight hours later, they're gone. Like somebody else bought them. <laughs> so he's, he's one that I think the card market knows his name and is responding to. Well, um, another one, 35 Jalen Brunson. Uh, I think he had 35 points last night. Either, either yeah. his cards are already popping or they're about to, and you're in New York city and um, it's, it's his team. It seems like RJ is, I still like RJ. Don't get me wrong. I still like RJ and Julius Randall is having a decent season for being a, Julius Randall, <laughs> but uh, but Jalen Brunson has the ball in his hands and it's it's quickly become his team. And if New York's going to do anything and even if they don't, he's going to he's going to catch uh, attention for the way he's playing. If he makes the all star team. In fact, now there's a path for a guard like Brunson when you've got Cade not going to make the all star team. You've got LaMelo probably not going to make the all star team. Tyrese Maxey, some of these other players that, you know, maybe they had great starts, their injury right now. Um, but I love Jalen Brunson uh, as far as an opportunity. He'd be one of those guys, man, if you can buy raw at a card show of a silver, you know, or of an autograph Jalen Brunson card, I'd go for it. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily see the Knicks at the playoffs this year, but I wouldn't say that I, I wouldn't say that they would shock me if they made it. I mean, look at all that, look at all that talent that they have. Um, and then the, another, I have two more guys. Yeah, Actually, you're on three. fire right now. I, I could not agree with uh, you more with this. Okay, three more guys. One is right there, Bones Highland. Uh, Bones is awesome and frustrating at the same time. Like one night, this is two two or three nights ago, he had 29 points off the bench, unstoppable, great percentages, uh, filling in some of the Jamal Murray scoring need there. And then the next night or two nights later, he'll have like eight points. You know, his his, his scoring averages are up and down, up and down, but – Overall, what he's doing is showing flashes of what his potential is when he gets regular playing time. And I don't know if they want to move him into the starting lineup, but I still love him as far as one of this, this year's rookie cards. You know, if you're not going to buy Cade right now, Bones might be the next best pick in that class. Is Bones going to be a guy where you're like, you know how, you know, the pundits each year will come out with, you know, breakout players for each, like before each season, there'll be like a September, October article of like, top five breakout players when, and really what they're talking about is guys that are going to enter a starting role or they're going to, 
um, you know, move, move, you know, either move teams or move into a new role that's going to, or just they've seen improvements from a guy. Um, and a lot of times these, these beat writers are correct with their predictions because mm-hmm. they, they, you know, beat writer NBA beat writers know a lot. They, they know pretty, pretty much almost as much as, as the scouts and coaches know about the teams. And so, um, do you think like a bones Highland is a guy that like entering his third year is just like a lock for a starting role in Denver, you know, where it's like maybe not this year, but like he's, he's, he's that type of guy where he's frustrating now because he's not there yet, but he's going to be. Um, I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'm 100% convinced that that's the case. I'm just wondering what your take is on like us seeing, because if we see bones, the reason I ask is because if, if, if you yeah. and I see Bones on those lists next year, we'll be like, damn it, we should have bought Bones when we were talking about him for the previous two years because we knew he was going to end up on a list. Like, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. When, he, um, when he ends up on a list like that, that's gonna there's going to be a little bit of a bump in his pricing. Um, and then yeah. if he performs like, like they expect him to perform, then he's going to be banged and it's going to be hard for it ever to dip again. Yeah. Um, and I even saw him on a couple of those lists going into this season. Uh, and I don't know if they were just fantasy basketball, like sleeper picks, but but yeah. some of it was a guy that's about to take a, a leap to the next level. And uh, I said something on our Hoops and Cards podcast the other day, like his his situation is very similar to Tyrese Maxey. He's on an already established playoff team with a veteran big man, Joel, M- or Joel Embiid in Philly, obviously the Joker in Denver, and... Uh, uh, a team that needs him to come off the bench with some scoring punch. It feels a lot like Maxi in his second year right now for Bones, uh, especially if he's going to get more playing time and more starts with Jamal Murray in and out of the lineup, like Jamal Murray gradually recovering or getting injured again. Like that's when that's when Bones gets into um, attack mode, like where the, he knows some of these guys are they're they're talented, but they haven't got a green light from their coach. That's like, dude, we need you to attack the basket. We need you to. You know, you might not want to shoot a step back three from 25, but we need you to do that more often. We we know you can hit those. And and that's the kind of player he is already. But you're absolutely right. Like he's he's my maxi. He he's oh, the guy that he's the guy we that go. we yeah. No, he's you the guy we've been me. saying that about all summer. Who's gonna be the next Tyrese Maxi? He's it for me. You uh, just, we, okay. <laughs> I feel so much better about my he's on the list. Right See that? Yeah, yeah. This this article that I that I published yes, on sportscardinvestor.com in June. Yes, sir. Um, you and I talked about this, and the the top two names on my list. Mm-hmm. In fairness to me, I've been you know I don't think I'm ready to be wrong yet about Cam Thomas because I, I still don't think, think you're wrong. Super early with him, and that you know he just hasn't gotten the opportunity. But um, here we go, Cam and Bones. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and I feel bad for Cam because I mean he is on the the drama queen roster of the NBA. Maybe yeah. maybe like the worst uh, personality mix in history. And everybody, I don't get why the media wants to talk about Ben Simmons every stinking day. Like yeah, I I can't I can't look at Instagram anymore because it's look Ben Simmons got a rebound. I don't give a crap. Like stop talking about Ben Simmons when when Kyrie is out. That team wins games. What's up with that? Kyrie's out. They win. Cam Thomas gets more than 15 minutes. Boom. He scores more than 15 points. Like he, he needs does, to be right? in a healthy situation. He's still, he's still done it a few times this year. I mean, I feel like if I'm Cam Thomas, I'm looking at a guy like Bones Highland and just so jealous. Like, dude, he's in yeah. a, he's in an environment that like cultivates him and lets him run. 
Same with a guy like Maxi. He's probably got to be so, I can't wait to play. I can't wait to get this. I'm trying to think of a nice word for what Kyrie is on his team right now. He's a, he's a you cancer. Can't, you he's, can't he's think of a nice cancer. word for Kyrie. I was thinking Enigma, um, or this this mystery guy. Like, a, yeah, I'm just tired of the drama, man. Can we just play some basketball? At, you know, he comes know. back. It's so funny. Kyrie comes back for one night and scores 22 points in a loss. And everybody's like, the headline is Kyrie's back. I'm like, we, we've been talking about Kyrie's back for four years now. I know. I'm so like, sick. Stop. Of this is it's, the it's NBA. Like, it's a it shame. He's and, he's such a good talent, and he, he he's just. It's a shame that he just dominates the headlines with his with his silliness. It's yeah, just yeah. You know. I don't I don't so get it. The so, third I'm, guy, the third guy in my article is is Anthony Simons, and so Gary. Yeah, basically, for those of you just tuning in, Gary and I have been chasing. Well, not chasing, but we've been we've been trying to identify who the next Tyrese Maxey is going to be slash Desmond Bain because. Because if that's the whole real secret to making money uh, at sports yep. card investing, because so so you've heard us talk about Cam Thomas and Bones Highland. Gary mentioned Anthony Simons. He's the third guy in that article. So um, he actually happens to be 37 on the list right after those guys. So is he I'm I'm jumping the gun here, but is he another guy that you want me to move up? Yep. I okay. wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said so two days ago, but with Lillard out for another couple of weeks, yes. Yes, and I would just clarify short-term buy and flip if you want or short-term buy and hold till – I mean, he's 23 and a half a game right now, guys. It's not like it, – you know, it's not like we're two games into the season. It's we're 15, and uh, I, I I got NBA League pass, Paul, so blame me for that. I um, The other night, it, it, I have to – sometimes I have to remind myself, hey, I have League pass instead of looking and going, oh, they're not on tonight or it's not, it's, it's not on TNT – like I realized two nights ago that the, that Portland was on and it was a late night game. And um, so I'm like, I'm going to flip over and watch Anthony Simons a little bit. I switch over. He's he, it's middle of the third. He's not in, he's not in. I'm like, okay, but the stats say he's already got 15 or whatever. Uh, they put him into the start of the fourth quarter and he rattles off nine points in the first two minutes. I'm like, <laughs> First of all, I'm like, I was right. He's awesome. <laughs> I was like, he is on fire. There, there is no answer. Like we always use the term unguardable about John Morant or whoever we want to say that to. But like, Anthony is already there as a player, and it's just a matter of when Lillard is there, he defers a little bit, and he becomes his Desmond Bain, a guy that can score 24 any night next to him. But when Lillard's out, uh. You're talking about a guy that can get 30 or 40. I think one of these guys is due for a 40 or 50 point night like SGA had, you know, or like Darius had, where it becomes the the wow factor moment of you look at what look at what Simons did in January when Lillard was kind of shut down for a little bit. And it was his, either his first or second game. And he went toe to toe with Steph Curry. And it was one of the most talked about games in the, you know, early in the season. All that to say, yes, I love Simons. I'm buying him when I when I want to clarify something. Um, when we talk about the next Maxi, um, there's a part of me that's like, uh, when when I when we first or when we would say we should have started buying Maxis or should have started buying Garlands, they were cheaper than maybe a Simons or a Maxi is right now or a Bain is right now. Does that make sense? And so the guy Simons, I feel like, is already on the radar because he's on some of these lists. Totally agree. Um, same with Bain and Maxi and. Uh, Brunson, but the, the next wave of guys like maybe it's Bones Highland, Devin Vassell, mm -hmm. uh, can't your guy Cam Thomas? There's some other guys that are just now about to get 
more playing time, right? Trey Jones, there's there's some more guys stepping into those roles. And uh, those are the guys that are in the dollar box or the $5 box or that you can get their autograph for $15 somewhere. Whereas yep. um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still focused on buying Simons and, and uh, the guys we've talked about, but I'm also like, I want to get deals on the next guy before he becomes Maxi or Simons. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Great clarification. And uh, there's a couple of guys here that uh, are only on the list because of you. One of them is Pascal Uh-oh. Siakam. Um Dude. Just, just the respect that I have for you. He's really the only reason why this guy. You're the, you're the only reason why this guy's on. But just before we move on, because I wanted to ask you to just kind of put a put a bow on your your other changes that I should make on the oh, yeah, yeah. rankings. But before before that, like, what's Simon? I think I know, but just for the audience, like, you did a really good job explaining like the real upside behind all these players. And then when we got to Simon's, you kind of said, well. Yes, because Lillard's going to be out another couple of weeks and it's more of a quick flip thing. So do you, does that mean that you see like a ceiling for Simons that you don't see with some of these other guys? No. Or no. Do you still think no. there's just he's just going to continue to blossom into like a star? And so even if you uh, hold him long term, you're okay. You mentioned the beat writers knowing more about the player and how the team intends to use them and their trajectory. Um, I What I love about some of these players like uh, Bain, Maxi. Simons is they they're fun to watch, but they're also humble, teachable, hardworking. Like th- when you hear stuff that the Portland beat writers are saying, it's like Chauncey Billups is mentoring Anthony Simons regularly. Anthony is, is sat next to and watched Damian Lillard play for, for Simons entire career. And he soaked it all in. He isn't mm-hmm. saying I got to be the guy. I got to show what I can do. I got to get mine. Like there's too many guys in the league that do that. When you've got a kid, a kid that comes into the league at 18 and he gets opportunities to play right away. Like Anthony did. And he didn't, you know, he didn't take the league by storm in his first year, but he had the talent and he's, he's teachable. Like he's, he's learning and soaking it all in and he's hungry. And so you go, you, you watch Simon's play. And like I said, he rattled off nine points in two minutes, but it wasn't like beating his chest and talking trash and like, you know, making enemies every time he made a basket. Like he, he's just a mature scorer that is that is extremely hard to guard and he reminds me of Allen Iverson like I I don't see a a ceiling for him and nice it's 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 really like if if Lillard's gonna be in and out with injuries um yeah I'd buy and hold for a long time and I am and Lillard's I mean he's only like 32 but he's old that's old so he's been beaten up yeah so uh my clarification on the maxi the next maxi what what I mean by it on top of what you mean by it is because yes, in the sports card investor terms, it needs to be someone who's going to rise in price from where they are now. But what I mean by it is a late first round pick, um, someone yeah. who is not an obvious choice. Because we all know once you get, usually once you get outside of the top five picks, it's like a total crapshoot. So, um, so Anthony Simons was the twenty fourth overall pick out of IMG Academy in twenty eighteen. He's only twenty three <laughs> years old. So yeah, he was a. He was uh, 18, I guess, uh, when he came into the league. Uh, maximum, he was 18. I don't. He might have been <laughs> a little bit younger, but anyway, he looks um, younger. Yeah, he does. And so, so that's what I mean. Late first round pick, somebody like a Jordan Poole, Tyrese Max, like you know, and and he's already almost at that level. It's hard to call him a sleeper anymore. So we, yeah, I agree that the bo- bones and and Cam are are definitely like more of the sleeper pick 
uh, to get there. But uh, all right, what else you got, Gary, on my ranking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I think as as the year goes on, I would move Paolo up just to let just to keep people's yeah. awareness about buying Paolo when you can. And there are certain cards of his that are very interesting and and flippable or savable, like long term. Paolo's going to be awesome. He already is. Uh, but there's Actually, another I injured want, guy, right? <laughs> I want a quick shout out on that before um, before you move on to your next guy. Yeah, Ben uh, Ben Burrows, who's a colleague of mine at Sports Card Investor, did an amazing article on um, Paolo and the fact that his card market hasn't needed a flagship release yet mm -hmm, to take off. Mm -hmm. And I think that is not only to me that's less of an article about Paolo, and it's more of an article about the what the card market can be when someone when pa when someone like Paolo comes along. So that's why I've talked a lot about Bowman U and even these Panini uh licensed autos in college uniforms for these guys that, you know, as it takes still takes a while for Prism and Don Russ uh and you know the other top releases select national treasures etc to actually come out in pro uniforms in the meantime there are these op these other opportunities and so um when you have someone take the league by storm you know like like calm down but you have someone <laughs> right. like Paolo in his first in his first yeah. uh, first couple months um yeah there's opportunity basically is my point all right sorry keep going no no, you're right and uh, i can't remember if i told you this i i stumbled into a card and collectibles shop that had a bunch of those panini instant cards out for holmgren paolo jabari smith and the the paolo was the one in his draft suit like the white you know tuxedo or whatever and they were selling yeah. them for 12 dollars each i went on my ebay app and they had been selling like reselling for 80 90 100 i'm like I'll take all of your Paolo. There's an opportunity. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, I sold those right guys. away. I, I I thought I should keep at least one, but I sold them all for sixty or more. And like, yeah, no way, dude. That's yes, great work. That was one of my best wins. Um, so I turned that into uh, more maxis and garlands. But anyway, um, the the other guy I would move up at you. Know, you're going to do this eventually, anyway. Is Victor? Like, I think we got to look at Paolo and Victor as the next. Um, in the card market. Okay, I'm not saying they're going to be this good. I'm saying they're going to be this hype good of Luca and Zion. Yes. They're going to be the next guys that like, they're going to drive the sales of wax for the next three years. Those guys and scoot. Like I would move all those guys up. Um, I would say, resist the urge to buy their NBA hoops rookies when they come out. Like if you really have to have an NBA hoops rookie, wait a couple of months, there'll be a dollar. Do not go online in January or whatever and pay same with draft picks. I, Paul, I, I don't know if you're the college uniform or the Victor in his French uniform, like, Okay, maybe Victor in a French Silverado, but other than that, uh -uh. like like resist the urge to get to get to say I've got Victor serial numbered, Dude. serial numbered, uh, and and autos. Yes, maybe as long as the price maybe. isn't ridiculous, like big time, maybe because I think anything Victor is going to be ridiculously Insane, yeah. overpriced. But but getting in on his pro releases should be worth it. Yep. Um, Scoot and the Thompson twins are less hyped than Victor, but Scoot certainly in a class above the Thompson twins, I think. So Victor and Scoot, I agree with you on that. The only reason I like the Thompson twins and I have them in here is because they do have 
kind of a flagship release already with the Topps Chrome Overtime right? Elite brand, which uh, because they are in the Overtime Elite League, yeah. they are in the set from last year, the inaugural set from last year. And they do have, um, in fact, I own uh, gold out of 50 autos of each. Amen is a nine and Asar is a PSA 10. So, but they've got, I, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to be able to get for them. You know, um, they're going to have to be drafted in the top 10 and, you know, have some hype around them in the summer league or whatever. Certainly Victor... Yeah, I like what you're saying. The awareness. He was factor. number 50 on your list. There he is. Victor's 50. Hey, did I miss Lori Markkinen? have him on the list because yeah, he just doesn't no have cards. any cards. But I, because he is who he is and the, the league has already picked up the rights to broadcast his games over in France for the rest of the year, that says enough to me. Hey, did I miss Markkinen? Is he on the list somewhere yet or no? Let's talk about Markkinen because right. I just absolutely shat all over Markkinen on a <laughs> strategy you show. With you Kendall. did. And, I, took, uh, I took exception to that, and it's not personal. And I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw that you posted on Instagram less than 24 hours later. <laughs> what I say? About how great Markkinen is. So let's talk about Markkinen. <laughs> I one of one of our listeners at Hoops and Cards yesterday sent me a message and he said he's investing in Laurie Legend, like he's, uh, <laughs> and that's that's funny, but it's also like if you watch Markin and play lately, he's the guy in Utah, and he's finally getting a chance to play the position he's supposed to be playing. You know, he's yeah. he is not a the Cavs had him at the three trying to like swing out and guard guys that are half his size. Like no, um, all that to say. Uh, because of his youth and because of his talent and because of the summer he had in the Olympics and the start that he's got in Utah and the fact that they're apparently not tanking. They've already got 47 picks and 12 other guys they could trade. They're not tanking. Uh, so I, I like Laurie as a, a probable all-star. The game's in Salt Lake City. So there's going to be there's gonna be a platform for him. My only take, Paul, was that I, I you could sell him now and make a profit if you bought in a month ago. Uh, or you could buy now and sell in late January when he's a clear all-star still doing what he's doing. I I, I think he's great. I, I'm not saying MVP or anything. I'm not saying long-term yeah. buy and hold. I'm just saying the wave is still happening. So I yeah. like it. Here's what I like about it. It's a, it's a correct take for people in the audience who want to play the flipping totally game of the market, which I applaud you. If you do that, I applaud you for being that astute. Um, when I said I shat all over marketing, it was, <laughs> it was under the context of my sell. Now it yes. was, it was a sell now on him a couple of weeks ago. He's still continued to perform. Um, but he's just not a guy that's going to like, he could, he could average 30, on a winning Utah Jazz team for the next five years. Right, right. You won't know that his card market would change that much. I mean, I right. like and so the but the play could be buy like a handful I, of like Laurie Markin and cheap cards, like and That's sell right. three of them or sell them gradually. But I Absolutely. your comment did make me look take a closer look at the market movers app uh uh once or twice a week over the last three weeks. And there was that first two weeks of the season where you saw Markinen's graph just go like this, or let me yep. get the right go like this. And 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 then that's when I heard you say it. So I did I did hear you say it, sell him, and I'm like, well, heck yeah. There's you've already went, you've already made fifty percent, you know. Yeah. Um. And then the next two weeks, it went like this, like it still kept going up. Yeah. And I'm like, when does this end? And the answer is, it's still very early, <laughs> like in the season that's and true. in the Laurie Market and um 
emergence, whatever it is, you're right. We don't know if it's five years of playoff runs or if it's just five weeks of. It's like you, if yeah, like you make a very good point that there is trajectory for him for the, for the remainder of this season, because the jazz do look like they could actually be for real for this year. And they look like, uh, it looks like Mark and going to be an all-star. And so I think that because there are now those markers that there weren't necessarily there two weeks ago, I agree with your take. Now the question that I have to ask myself personally, that everybody out in the audience, I would like you to truly ask yourself this question as well. Do you want to own the guy in Utah? I don't. You may want to. Danny Ainge looks like a genius. Good for him. But, sure. Uh, well, here's here's the other question, Paul. Like you to, to own the guy in Utah to touche you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think Luka Doncic would love to add Laurie Markkinen to his team. I think Jalen yeah. Brunson would love to add Laurie Markkinen to his team. I think there are teams on the verge of a deep playoff run, or a team that that like man the Clippers. If Kawhi isn't healthy, but they've still got Paul George, John Wall, and all that roster. They would love yeah. to add Laurie Markkinen to their team. And so you might see Danny Ainge say, yeah, man, I am the Wheeler dealer. I I, gave, I got Laurie Markkinen and a bunch of picks and Colin Sexton for Donovan Mitchell, who was going to leave anyway. And then I flipped Markkinen for five players from the Clippers. Like he could, yeah. he, he could do that. And then all of a sudden you've got a, another 20 point scorer in a major market going towards the finals. Like I, I, I think that's one of the paths to consider with Markkinen is, is Danny so Ainge going to sell high before you and I do, you know? Yeah. So then, then if that happens, does he become, does he get a bump from a trade? Does his card value get a bump from a trade? And then, and then if he is traded to a contender, like you're saying, then you're, you're, are you saying that then we could see even more value in his cards if those things happen? Yeah. Yeah. But I also, I also would think, I also would think I'd like to see more sample size of what he, what is marketing doing in four more weeks? Yeah. Like if, the, if this continues, it's beyond, you know, uh, he's a streaky, you know, he had, he had a great run or he, they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, like almost like when the Cavs started Absolutely. out the season eight and one, and then they lost five of their next six. Okay. Now we have a clear picture of what the Cavaliers are because you're, you're 15 games in or 16 games in. Does that make sense? I'd want to see, can, can Markin and sustain this? Will Utah let him for another month? And, and if so, I'll be glad I bought now. I'm not investing a lot of money in marketing. I bought like three raw prism rookies. One's a green parallel. So I might've spent $10 Paul, but I was sort of like one of them I'm sending to PSA just in case. Right. I love um, you. I've got I all like, I've got like 20 bucks in a marketing. Yeah. Guys, you need to listen to Gary. You need to listen to Gary when it comes to basketball cards because he's buying Lori Markinen and he has a play all mapped out for him. And he wants me to add him to my right. basketball card. Good marketing. Lori Legend. Let's go. Lori um, Legend. I love well, it. This and I great. missed the boat too. I thought Colin Sexton would get more uh, run, you know, in that yeah. trade. And maybe he still will. But I think they're trying to showcase some of these guys to, to trade. Michael Beasley's going off. Take. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I. So, Go ahead. So I wanted to talk real quick on today's show just about a couple releases. I don't, we don't talk about upcoming releases probably enough on all of, all of the shows on the network here, the sports card content network uh, powered by nooffseason.com. But it looks like there's really only a couple that are coming up. And, you know, the first one with pro uniforms 
uh, for the 2022-2023 rookie class is hoops, of course. Um, so this this box is slated for January 8th release, and it's got my guy Jaden Ivy on on the box. We had Kate on the box last year, and we get nice. Ivy another piston back to back. Uh, back-to-back pistons on the box. So that's pretty cool. Hobby boxes slated at $135. Um, obviously, this is like, if you can get them, it would be like, try to hit a big rookie and then list it right away, right? Because these don't, like, these aren't gonna, these aren't gonna sustain the value uh, right. when when Don Russ and Prism come out. What are you advising? What would you advise basketball card investors as as we look towards the the upcoming release schedule which we don't have a lot of information on yet we've got this hoops release coming up on january 8th it looks like prism draft picks which everybody sort of needs to be uh, aware of if you're not already these are not pro uniform cards and they can be deceiving when you see them on the secondary market so you'll get Estimated release date, January 25th. It is Prism, but you would have Ivy, Bancaro in their college uniforms. These cards don't look bad, the autos. They'll probably sell for a little bit. But like, you know, and you've got this Chet insert uh, manga, hmm. right? So what what do you do with these, Gary? Like, what do you do with hoops and then these Prism draft picks? Uh, my first answer is not much at all. But I will say this, I enjoy the new releases. I enjoy seeing them come out. And one of the things that I, you know, I, I don't buy a lot of wax because I don't have good, good luck with them. It really is a gamble what you're going to get. You're right. Hobby boxes are better and they have more, you know, treats and more autos sometimes or numbered cards. What I, what I do like about the, these new releases coming out is it's your first chance to on the negative. It's your first chance to overpay for a Jade and Ivy auto, you know? And yeah, that's really what it is. You're right. <laughs> on the on the positive, it might be your first chance to steal a deal on a Ben Matherin or a Keegan Murray or a player yes, that, that isn't so front page. And maybe there's a maybe there's a dealer at a show or online that has they're selling 40 different sports and 50 different new releases, and they're really excited about the World Cup still and all that stuff. And they're putting out, you know, their rookie cards of Jalen Duran auto for five bucks, and you're like, thank you. You know, you, you're going to, I think maybe a sniper is probably the best approach to hoops and the, and the draft picks is know, know those number. And that's why you look at Paul's rankings. Know those guys that are uh, lesser known rookies. Everybody's going to overpay for Paolo. I'd say wait, wait to buy your Paolo in um, June, July, like in the, in the off season after he's won rookie of the year and, and then his cards go back down to earth. Right. I mean, but, yeah, but look at the totally uh, lesser agree. known guys. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Benedict Mathurin because like if he, yeah. so like last year, Giddy and Barnes and, and Mobley, um, not so much Suggs cause he was injured, but even Suggs, we even talked about like bones and some of these other guys, like their rookies were expensive. Their rookie uh-huh. autos like out of hoops, they were expensive. And then their rookie autos out of Don Russ, like unachievable, um, for a lot of people to buy on the secondary market. And so, if it'll be interesting to see if people recognize Mathurin as like they did Giddy last year, because like you couldn't get Giddy cheap ever, right? And right. So if if you can get Mathurin off someone's table 
um, at a show for Go cheap. For Heck yeah. Um, and I, I agree. I think that's a good, that's a good point. And then and and some of your guys like Jovich or Jovich. Yeah. Who's playing more and scoring more. Preview, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was fun. So you're right. You know, going back. And then the other thing too, is um, to add to what Gary just said, the, this will not be your last chance. This is only your first chance to make, to make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like the first chance to make a mistake. It's not going to be your last chance to buy these cards. Like I'll give you guys a couple examples. So one example is with hoops last year's uh, release with Cade rookie Barnes rookie, all, all those guys. I bought blaster boxes off of Panini's website for next to nothing after the initial release. So like they still had black, they, they'd sold out of all the hobby boxes but they still had blaster boxes for about 20 bucks, like basically the retail price of the blaster boxes. And I bought five of them. And then I didn't even open them until the summer, which only would never make any sense other than the fact that I just physically couldn't get to them until the summer. Mm -hmm. Then even when I opened them, I pulled out a Mobley and a couple Jalen green, uh, just base rookies. And I had them graded at PSA and I was able to flip them for a profit. Nice. Nice. So, so you can, you can still get involved from an investment standpoint and make some money on these releases, even if you're not like first to the market. So don't let FOMO drive your investing decisions on these early releases and don't overpay for the hoops autos or the prism college autos. They're cool to have, but you'll be able to get them for much cheaper after the more flagship releases come out. Prism, even Don Russ is going to be, but like a lot better than Hoops. That just always. I love Don Russ. Love Don Russ for so many reasons. Don Russ is a little sweet spot, right? I think Don Russ is kind of a sweet spot, like for football and basketball, for sure. Yep. And hey, can I add? I love Ben Matherin, like you said, and and any other rookies that you start to see perform well or have flashes of, you know, their talent or their scoring ability. Just keep a list like that, and when you see rookies available, the other thing I I would think about. with some of these guys is they're, they're taking roles on their teams that we thought were meant for somebody else. Like I think going into this season, and I'm saying this because one of the tweaks I might make on, on your list is uh, Chris Duarte probably needs to move down. It's, it's Ben Matherin is the, the guy that's going to alongside Halliburton. And if they keep miles Turner and buddy healed, like it's Ben is the guy. And, um, Does that make sense? It's, it's, it's kind of pushing into some what some other players have done. I'm I'm not sure about Davion Mitchell anymore because of Keegan Murray and totally agree. Deer and Fox is on fire and yeah, yeah. Like that's that's each year. Not not everybody's gonna make it. Like not everybody's gonna make it to the next level. So like Mitchell and Bones were kind of neck and neck last year, and this year it's becoming more and more clear to guys like you and I that. They're on different levels from a sports card investing yep. standpoint. Could could Davion find himself in a different situation and have a, his value vaulted? Could he could he have like a you know third or fourth year situation like Jalen Brunson? Sure, like there's no reason why. Sure. Like for now, probably doesn't make sense to to really really go after him um, just because we're not really sure where he's headed. So and I, I reflect those lessons onto the next rookie class like like we're saying with uh, this upcoming year, Paolo and some of these other first time rookies. Like Paolo for sure is going to be a star, but there may be other players that you see 
uh, and you get some value in, I would say sell them while the value is high. Like if you had sold a Chris Duarte last season, when he's making a rookie of the year case, his first couple months, he was one of the top rookies. Yeah. And now it's like, he's, he's not starting. He's not Ben Matherin. And yeah, I'm, I feel the same way about Davion Mitchell. Uh, anyway, there's a, there's a whole list of guys that I think in their rookie year, there's this, there's energy about in the card market. Uh, We're anyway. seeing Cole Anthony kind of be in no man's land right now. What, what, you know, before, before we let you go, what, Jalen Suggs, like fifth overall pick last year. Where 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 does where do you project him? Right? Didn't he have a game like a few weeks ago where he scored 40 some and was just this is the Jalen Suggs we drafted, and then the next five games he's trash. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, 13 13.3 points. Um oh, you know, 30% from the three, you know, three point line, five and a half assists. Um He's he you know he's been okay, but yeah, it's it's you haven't seen the magic commit to him as uh as like the guy that you probably thought they would commit to him. And I mean, maybe some of that is his injury last year. He did have 23 points on November 17th, 20 points on the 19th, then he goes 12 12. So he's not playing bad, right? He did have right. two points against the Hornets. On one of ten shooting on November fifteenth. Um, I guess you have to take every Warriors on November fourth. He, he'll he'll be okay. But I the think he's decent. Like, Go yeah. ahead. As an investment, yeah. every player on on the Magic is a risk, except for Paolo. Yeah, right. Totally. I mean, they, they're like shiny new toy team. All of a sudden, Bull Bull is back, and he's guaranteed a starter. Bull, like Bull. he's playing well. Tom's Great. Wagner's for... playing shooting guard. Right. Right. Bull Bull's <laughs> playing. Mo Bamba, Wendell yeah. Carter Jr. They've got like 10 players that could that could be good on any given night, but they're not committing to anyone except Paolo. And I'm not saying I blame them yet. I think they had hoped for more from Suggs by now. You know, yeah. I think they'd hope for more consistency. And his I think if if he was shooting the three, like Bones is shooting the three, we'd be talking about Suggs as a building block for their team moving forward. Yeah. Now it's like, what do you do? Cole Anthony, when Cole gets playing time, he's he's awesome. But he doesn't because this this regime drafted Jalen Suggs in front of it. Like, exactly. Right. Here's what I think, Gary. I think you and I are the SGA of the sports card world. We're like, nice, yes. We're we're <laughs> lighting it up. We're on fire. We're ready to break out. No one's really put us in a position to really break <laughs> out yet, and we're just doing all we can to put up 35 a game. <laughs> That's right. Our team win. So. I love it. Uh, that that I might agree. be one of the highest compliments I've ever received because SGA is is top notch, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad we had a this was a power packed show. For those of you who want to um see some more of the data that we're ta we've talked about on this show, check out marketmoversapp.com by sports card mm -hmm. investor. Use the promo code no off season uh to get your first month for only one dollar. They've got a deals tab. So if you're not as big of a data geek as I am, um just go, just click on the deals tab and it'll show you stuff like this, like Anthony Edwards, uh, 2020 green pulsar is down $30 from its last sale. So like you can, you can literally buy this card for $49.99 right now. And it last sold yesterday for $79.99. So you can Ooh. do little, little stuff like that. Um, now we don't know it's raw, so, you know, we don't know the condition of the one card versus the other, but still 
plays to be made there. And you can, you can start by using marketmoversapp.com. Use the promo code NOOFFSEASON, all lowercase. Check out the eBay vault. Check out NOOFFSEASON.com, premium free for a year. Gary, do you have a- anything else that you want to add before we sign off today and IQ the rock? Band? Well, yeah, check out the Hoops and Cards podcast. We talk about all this stuff yes. at least twice a week. Uh, basketball only. We don't apologize for it. And uh, I, I love interacting with our audience from around the world. I learn a lot from them and their takes. So uh, Hoops and Cards podcast. Uh, we're the number one basketball card only podcast on the internet. So, yes, you I, are. I, I like I, I didn't want to say that so boldly a month ago, but it's been it's been awesome the last six eight weeks to uh, to meet so many new people. All that to say, I guess one more thing in the new rookie releases, like you said, hoops, prism draft picks. You need to know the name Shaden Sharp. Yes, you just, you, just, you just need to know that name. Portland is great at identifying You're and right. developing young talent, and they had the chance to trade that seventh overall pick to add a, a legit stud next to Lillard and Jeremy Grant and all the Simons guys they've got. But they said, no, we, we're going to keep it and draft this young kid who's already getting a lot of playing time and is just an explosive athlete. So I, I like him. It wouldn't surprise me, though, if his cards are high at first, like everybody's, right? But Shaden Sharp, I at least know who he is. <laughs> Great call. And definitely, definitely go check out Hoops and Cards everywhere you get your podcasts and hoopsandcards.com gary's killing it and he's funny like he's he's actually really funny and entertaining it's not just my looks i yeah no no he's definitely <laughs> okay. he's he's uh he's a bit of a comedian i uh i am not i'm pretty boring to listen to but gary's actually pretty entertaining so appreciate that uh time to cue the rock music everybody have a great day this has been basketball card strategy show and let's go Let's go. Check us out soon again, everybody. Everywhere you Buckeyes by seven. I said it again. M go blow. We're probably not still live, are we? We are. We are. And now we're not. We're signing off now. <laughs>